meeting is being recorded. Welcome to the 19th edition of the Wolves Women podcast. This is a, a special edition as we're going to be joined by Jen Anslow, Wolves Women legend. Um, but for starters, I'm Nick, your host. I've got Sai. Hello. And Tom. Tom, you there? You're on mute, mate. Hi, everyone. And as I said, we've got Jen here on the show with us tonight. Hello, Jen. Hi, uh, evening, guys. Welcome. Um, so, obviously, with stats, the stats we've got for you, I believe, for your Wolves career is 230 appearances spread over four spells at the club, which was a 20-year spell at the club, 2001 to 2005, the 08-09 season, 2011 to 2013, and then 14 to 15, 2014 to 2021 there as well. Um, you also had a spell with Loughborough and Derby. Well, yeah, yep. well, don't talk about them. But you, <laughs> you're, you're now playing for uh, friends down the road at Kidderminster Harriers alongside uh, other former Wolves players there. Um, yep. Whilst you're with Wolves, you won promotion to Tier 3 in 2012 and 2017. Obviously, yep. your final two seasons with Wolves were badly impacted by the COVID pandemic, um, but you still, ma- but you managed to get forty-seven goals for Wolves in that in those two hundred and thirty appearances, including a f- your first goal was against Villa as well, I believe. Oh, free kick! I don't know. I can't confirm, but I- I'll be honest. As I said, I've got the uh, souvenir program yeah, from the. Priest from the end of last season friendly, which has got a wonderful profile of yourself in there, Jess. So, mm-hmm. so a, a great career there with Wolves. Um, Tom, do you want to just kick us off, please, mate? Yeah, firstly, um, how did you get into playing football? Um, I'd say it's through my brother. I've got a brother who's sort of just uh, three years younger than me. Um, but I can probably, if you asked him, he'd say that he dragged, uh, I dragged him out <laughs> most times. Um, but yeah, me and my brother are really close and we, we always played sports together, um, cricket, football. He was quite a tomboy um, growing up and just wanted to be outside all the time, pre-social media. <laughs> it was a dream. Um, yeah, just outside constantly, sport, 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 mad. Um, I was very much gymnastics and swimming um, up until about 10, 11. Um, and then I just got spotted at five aside for school and got asked to come along. So, and and specifically, yeah, specifically, how did you get to play for Wolves? Uh, as I say, yeah, I was playing this five aside in Dudley somewhere. Um, and I got, I got noticed by one of the coaches for the under 11s at the time. Um, Cause it was already established. I came a year later than sort of uh, Anna Price and Amber Quick and that. Um, yeah. And they just asked me to come down and from then on, they were very much like, yes, we've got someone with a left foot. Off you go. <laughs> There's the left wing. Um, so, yeah, and just, yeah, loved it from then on, up, right up until I went to uni, really. Yeah, so, I mean, just obviously back sort of back then, sort of girls' football, women's football wasn't a big big sport or as big a sport as it is now. It's still obviously growing. What struggles did you have getting into football at the time? I mean, obviously, you're saying you're in a five-side tour, and that was obviously quite significant in its own right. Yeah, from what I remember, I th- I think it was, I think it was mixed, but don't quote me on it. But I, if I was in um in primary, they allowed me to play with the boys. I was quite lucky, really. Um, and I, I can't remember having a bad experience as in in primary. Um, 
I remember in secondary having a bad experience. I convinced the PE teacher at GCSE PE that I was allowed and I played one PE teacher off against the other to allow me to go and play football with the boys for the GCSE PE. And then not until they talked afterwards and realised they'd kind of been played. Um, but I got a, a couple of sessions there yeah, with the lads, um, which they were very welcoming of, but apparently I wasn't allowed to do that. I had to go and play netball, which I wasn't too pleased about. Uh, yeah, so... It was more of a a surprise, I guess, at that kind of thing. Oh, a girl kicks kicks a ball. There was never. I was quite lucky. There was never really any judgment. It was more kind of you were one in a million kind of thing, really. Whereas obviously, it's very much commonplace now. Yeah, I was going to say obviously some experiences there that you, you you've learned from your own experiences as a child, sort of about what to look out for when uh, pupils and now in the workplace because you're a teacher, I believe now. Yeah, yeah, I'm a teacher. I trained initially as a PE teacher and um, moved into special needs about seven years ago, teach children with autism at Tettenwood. Um Yeah, just absolutely, absolutely love it. We've got a podcast as well at the moment, actually. They're gaining some ground. So Award winning or certainly pro- a, a, a award mm. nominee to anyhow. But yeah, no, I saw that. Wish them all the best as well for that. Um, just sort of take a step back there. I saw... Oh, Ali Miller tweets out about a young girl and the, um, and the, who's had a piece in the She Kicks magazine. Um, that had a real connection with yourself. Do you want to tell us all about that, please? Yeah, I'm not I'm not the best at keeping up on Twitter, so I was a bit late to the show on that one and people had already found him. But when I saw the, uh, that Ali had reached out and I saw the surname Udall, I was like, OK, there's not, not that many Udalls in Wolverhampton. And as I click, clicked on the sort of thread, I could see that someone had already found him and, and tagged him in and everything, and it was all kind of set up. Um, but, yeah, so George is one of my brother's longest, oldest, best friends, really, um, that he grew up with. And it was him and a few of the others that kind of let me let me join in um, as a youngster. So that was really nice, really, to see. It felt a little bit like it had gone full circle. Um yeah, was, yeah. So I thought I'd pop a little comment on there just to say, but yeah. Uh, so real, real good connection. Sorry, do you want to jump in? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's changed a lot now from with now and sort of academies and things. But if you've got young girls that wanted to get into football, sort of what advice would you give them, sort of based on what, what your your experience and your career? I think it's kind of two two sides to it, really. We went in really blind. We didn't have role models. We didn't have. Um, all the social media and the everything available like it is today um, and so we kind of just had to go off the fact that we we just loved playing football and I think for the for girls growing up now where you've got all this kind of external motivation on social media and what it can be compared to what it used to be and there's a real opportunity for young girls now to be professional footballers it's just to remember why you kind of went to football in the first place um, I mean admittedly maybe the money's not not up there with the men's to sway you that much now but maybe just remember kind of it's your love of football see it it looks easier now does it's easier for girls to play football and there's more to do it but it's probably harder to get to the level of what you were at and play for championship because it's a bigger pool so there's much more availability for girls to to play football but obviously they're gonna have to work harder and be you know more talent is gonna have to get through which obviously increases the ability level um, and the standard of football as well, but it just means that there's, there's lots more opportunities for girls than obviously there were when you started. Yeah, definitely. I was probably in a privileged position without kind of realising it. Probably a lot of girls who probably would have, you know, loved the same opportunities I had, but you kind of don't realise that as a youngster, especially like I say, when you haven't got the sort of social media and external influences and support around you. But yeah, I mean, the standards going up ridiculously in the last sort of five years. I mean, if you look at England over the last you know, 
seven or eight years it's just my dad watches it on the tv now where he's like oh it looked looked really slow five years ago now it's i often watch it but i know what he means he's comparing it to what yeah i mean i i ref my first ever wolves women gaming would have been 2011 my first ever game that i refereed was wolves got sent was with vicky mitchell so the old cv um there the, she was the manager there bride churn was there and just seeing the difference from my refereeing career and i've been doing it i've been with them for a long time and the difference now is unbelievable um you know the, the, they're on par with the boys i see the girls teams playing the boys teams at the under 12s level and sometimes they they really do you know physically it's still there but it, it's frightening to see how far it's come it's really nice to see and i'm glad that i got to see it from that side and see it from from there as well yeah definitely so Jen, is that sort of the big change that you've seen in your time sort of playing football, that sort of improvement skills level, speed, et cetera, and, and sort of participation? And if not, what is? Um, yeah, I do. I mean, you can't say there isn't the dedication there. I mean, I think if we would have been given five or six training sessions a week, we'd have gone, we'd have been there, you know, if that was an option. So I don't think that's really changed. But like, um, so I was saying the opportunities and the, the access to to everything and the expert coaches now that you've got at this level like you can't can't knock the coaches I had you know they were doing everything they thought were right was right at the time but the expertise in the game right down to the to the youngest age groups now is is like so I said kind of on par with the men so the they're getting the potential out of the girls um at such a young age coming through now um I think if if I was to go through the setup now, I think I'd probably, like as a youngster, um, I find it more overwhelming. I'm glad I went through it when I did, even though it's kind of bittersweet now to see where the game is just as I'm retiring. Um, but yeah. So, and Wolves, is that, I mean, obviously there's been some big changes at Wolves in your time. I appreciate you've moved on since then, but what those changes have been like? Oh, when Macca first came in, um, he, he set his stall out like nobody else. Like, his sort of his dedication and his passion and where he his vision for the club like everyone around him knew he got loads of it but we couldn't even we couldn't see where he wanted it to go we've always wanted it to go to that level you know the likes of me Perksy Anna Price um Amber we've always and Fries and Claire Hakeman we've always talked about the club we always wanted to leave the club in a position where it, it just goes off by itself it doesn't need us and you know, sort of when I came back for the last time, you know, like you said, it was about 2013, we all said, oh, who's going to take over here? We can't play forever. There, was, there wasn't that kind of um, structure and quality of girls coming through. Any of the girls that came through that were quality, like your Beth Merricks, were off, you know, um, off to the, to the other big clubs. And, you know, we lost the, the centre of excellence for a while. So for, it, for Macca to pick the club up when he did, um, was the perfect time really I mean I know Covid's wrecked everything hasn't it but he's took the club to places we didn't see it going um, he's, um, he's very ruthless as says it as it is but I think it needs to be to get to that level um, and he, he, he from the start ran it very professionally like in terms of picking teams and squads he picks what he thinks is best for the next game and it's not like you've always played so you you play in the next game you know or you've trained well this week so you're playing you know he he really runs it on a very kind of professional level in terms of his decisions and things um but as I've got older I've always thought if I've gone to training and there's been a session 
um, a coaching session that I've took something new from as an older player, it's just been like every single time I've gone to a session, Maka's sessions are bang on. His technical understanding, tactical, tactical understanding is up there with the top two, three coaches I've ever had. So, um, yeah, he's, he's, there was no doubt where he wanted to take the club. It's probably just been delayed because of COVID. So I can't, I can't not see him, fingers crossed, obviously, for, for the end of May, but I can't not see him taking the club, you know, further and further. Tom, do you want to dive in there, mate? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, you've, you've, you've saying you've been managed by lots of managers and, and different ones. And mm-hmm. obviously, when you first went there, you were there under Dennis Mortimer. We've talked about it with Fries as well. And there's a difference in there's there's someone who's played at the highest, highest level and then you, you're learning stuff of and then you've got Macker who's another manager who's not sort of played at the highest level and not even really managed at that level. Um but obviously what what was Dennis like working for for him? Did you know sort of who he was and what he'd achieved as, as a player? As uh no, there was a few of us that he came and watched um again, I think it was a summer tournament or something. Um and we didn't know who he was. We didn't know even know who was there. You wouldn't as a 15-year-old. You know, we were playing under 16s. And uh, he, he spotted myself, Anna, Amber. Um, I think that might have been it out of the kind of ones that have stayed around. Um, oh, and then not so long after, Becky and Tilly Hall came. But um, we we went and obviously my parents were like, do you know who this man is? So, so we had a bit of a... A football discussion um but you could just tell from the way he held himself the way he talked about football that he was just he was experienced in football in terms and compared to like obviously Maccas very much on the coaching side and yeah and learned all that yeah he just he just wanted to pass on as much as he could about football he was really well drilled um very much a technical manager in terms of um how to strike a ball and things I mean um Naomi Bruce and the goalkeeper um, she won't mind me saying at all, but could not, on a goal kick, striking through the ball and hitting the ball straight off a goal kick with distance, really struggled for the consistency and he's put in so much time with her um, and she just got absolutely bang on. I mean, I loved it. <laughs> As we spent forever pinging balls. That was my dream, but um, he absolutely beasted us with the fitness. I can remember at Coesley, um, we trained at Coesley on the Astro there. I can clearly remember hanging off the fence most sessions after fitness runs you know just wanting to be sick because he just absolutely pushed and pushed and pushed you um but yeah yeah really really knowledgeable guy really friendly guy really really up for playing the playing the youngsters which obviously fell nicely for me difference to Maka who's he's a lovely and a friendly guy but I think Maka came in with a point to prove and and did it in a different way obviously he was hungry and, and for success not not had success I think that would, would you say that's probably the biggest difference between the two uh yeah I would say so um I think Maka Maka did have his sort of softer side but yeah not often you know he, he I think he was he was scared to get something wrong to to make a mistake to and you would, like you say, he's trying to prove himself constantly. And he's a perfectionist down to the T. If he could control everything, he would. I don't know how he's managing to not be here, but I know it's his work. It's probably um, his military background, in it? I suppose, that, that, that does a hell of a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he beat himself up over every little decision and the way he's done something and how. And he's massively a reflective person in that respect. Possibly for a fear of, you know, sort of failing or not quite getting it right. But... Um, it's probably got him to where he's got because he's nitpicked at every single little detail, you know, and he's pushed for more and more and more out the girls, you know, tech, like technically, tactically, 
you know pushing for things like being in the classroom before training and things like that um yeah so he's I think attention to detail with Mac has got him where he's where he's got talking about sort of former Villa players um and, and European Cup winners you're probably one of the very few people to have met, nutmegged one of those on the uh, Molyneux pitch. So you nutmegged Paul Lambert as when he was Wolves manager on the Molyneux pitch. That must have been uh, entertaining. Yeah, I wasn't massively aware of the cameras and it was very much set up at the, at the end. They'd had like, I think it was an open training session and they'd invited us down. Um, there was a handful of us. Um, and at the end, it was Rob Edwards, actually, a really friendly guy. He said, um, let's just set up a little sort of five-a-side and penalty shootout and things. And we were like, yeah, of course. Um, and so I think they were kind of, you know, half trying, half, you know, not wanting to push us over or whatever, not really probably played against girls, really. Um, and it was just a bit of fun. But, yeah, I don't know. It, with As with everything like that, you don't think about it before you do it, do you? And he came right up behind me, so I just stepped over it and it went straight through his legs. But managed to finish it off afterwards, so it kind of looked good on camera, I think. You mentioned Rob Edwards. Is he as good looking as he is up for, up close as he is uh, on the telly? Best looking, to my opinion, best looking bloke to ever play for the Wolves. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah. I'm sorry, it makes me yeah, sick. Personality to go with it, I think. He's a, yeah, he's a such really a nice guy. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, couldn't couldn't give you more kind of guy, you know. Come on, have you made? Sorry, I com- completely deviated off that. Then I started to fangirl over Rob Edwards. Oh, it's fa- well, it's promotion winning Rob Edwards, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But come on, you, have you made? Did you get a chance to make Macca as well on the, at all or not? Or did Macca stay well clear of you know, on the pitch? I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a not. Well, Macca doesn't join in often. He joins in when he's confident that he knows he's going to like you know do well. Um, it doesn't join in often, but if. I tend to in training. I'm a bit of a nightmare for it. Um, that I just go for the Meg. Jen, did you play that that game that they played at Shrewsbury? There was a few of the girls that played in that. There's some of the coaching staff and Macca played on. I think Perks was there. There's a few on, on the ground, on the pitch outside Shrewsbury Stadium. I think it was our oh. IT against them. But there was some girls playing. And Macca played in that, and it got a bit, it got a bit tasty. It got a bit. There was a few people. Oh, yeah, yeah, he he just, yeah, just doesn't take game. any prisoners. Yeah. No, and he was no, giving me like, everything as well. And I'm like, Mac, I've just come over this for a favour for you. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was full blooded. There was a yeah, few he's scuffles. I knew a couple of times, I think, as well, like charity type things at the end of the year. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what. I know he's popular with the Energy Angels to be their sort of combative central midfielder, sort of sit at the uh, sort of just in front of the defence and uh, mop it all up. But hey, there you go. Go on, Tom. Yeah, um, what was your greatest achievement as a Wolves women player? Oh, I was dreading the open questions. Um, oh, greatest achievement. Possibly the, the two promotions because um, we've yo-yoed quite a bit and we, we, we always talked about the mid-com, which is like the old league that was the kind of Midland Regional League. We're like, we've got to get ourselves out of the mid-com. And... The second time round, it was really difficult um, and we, we kind of just about managed it. And that was probably um, quite a highlight because we kind of thought that we would then stay, you know. And get was that when we won at Leafield, Leafield away? Is that the night we won, um, we won that we got promoted? Away. I think oh, okay. I, remember, I remember one promotion at Leafield. We all went to Leafield, Leafield away. Leafield away was the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that one. Kind of. 10 plus years ago, that was mm. the one that went up on the news, on the central news. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Yeah, 
that was the Leafield one. Um, and it was, I think we scraped a 1-0 against um, Leicester in the last game away. Um, we didn't make it easy for ourselves at times. But yeah, I think that with that promotion, we felt like that, that was the one that kind of would push us on. So it was a shame we got relegated again. But... So... Um... We, we we have some conflict about this when we've done our prep. Are you are you actually a Wolves fan or because someone says that you're a Spurs fan? <laughs> it depends who's asking me. If it's for a quiet life in the house, I'm a Spurs fan. I, was, I, t- I said this. I said yeah, this. He did. I said he did. I said I'm pretty sure I know where the Spurs connection come from. I said because of yeah. obviously um, Ben and, and etc. And I was like, but um, but were you actually growing up? Are you with family or Wolves fans? Yeah, we all are. But it's yeah, season. yeah. Um, so actually yeah, representing. So what was that? What was that like representing the uh, the club and, and putting on the shirt and actually being a, a Wolves player? Uh, yeah, it, there was no the no other option like for me. I never <laughs> ever thought I'd go anywhere else. You know, you want to play. I'm sure if you ask like Perk, she's exactly the same. You know, it's your home club. You you just you don't even think about moving anywhere else or going anywhere else. It's a massive lot of loyalty in the kind of you know. 10, 15 years ago, you didn't just move clubs. Um, There's not been many that have crossed the Black Country Divide, is that that I can think of? Kelly Derby. Yeah. Um, Kirsty Bavington played for both. I yeah, cannot Macca. think of... Um, um, Macca, yeah. yeah. Laura McCulk, yeah. Yeah, Laura McCulkin. I can't think of any others. That... I can't remember yeah. what name was. I'm going to say Macca. Like, oh. Yeah, Macca's played for Carlson, isn't she now? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can't think of many others that have, that have played for both. Good. Who'd want, to, who'd want to play in a Tesco carry bag? Exactly. Yeah, it's always been a great rivalry. No, <laughs> massively. Like I was, yeah, with the whole my whole family, extended family of Wolves fans. But like you say, I had the the Spurs chipping in my ear every now and again on the other half. So. Just remind them we beat them every time we played them. It's fine. Well, tonight, man, we sat in the Wolves end once, and like they literally scraped it. And like he was desperate to shout out, and he was like squeezing my legs so hard, and I was my face so, because he couldn't shout. But he could. I think we're in the family end, but you know, um, it's always a bit of fun when we manage to get some tickets to go. Yeah, definitely. Tom. Yeah, um, obviously, 2017 um, was the last time we won silverware, and you helped to secure that title. Um, so, what does you know this this year's title win? What memories does that bring back for you? Um, yeah, like you say, it was it was a while ago, but um, it's just yeah, how, celebration with the girls when you know you've worked for something quite hard. And Wolves has always been a club where it's very um, it's like a family. It massively is. Um, I would only say kind of more recently, players have been a lot more transient in and out um, in terms of where they've come from and things and how long they've played for the club. So whenever we we have won anything in the past, it's very much homegrown. Like you say, we haven't had many people jump ship and come to us um, really over the years ago. So it it does it feels like you've you've achieved something amazing with people that you've worked really hard with over a longer period of time than just that kind of moment for winning. I'm so so proud of the girls now. Like literally, this it's incredible what they've got where they've got themselves to. It was inevitable, but I didn't think they might. I think they might take a couple of seasons to to do this league, but. Um, they've smashed it. Obviously, the two years with COVID is uh, they were clearly should have moved up two years ago. So it's kind of where they probably would have been anyway if COVID didn't exist. But yeah, there's a massive amount of pride for the girls, like for for Ali Whiddle and and Perks who are still sort of playing and 
have been through that kind of process um know how much that means them to still be part of it so yeah just quickly just talk, talk about sort of that sort of say, seeing the celebrations etc were your parents at the game against Sheffield when they won the when they won the league this time just out of interest um yes my mum was because <laughs> uh, the reason I asked was my daughter was stood next to or stood on the fence next to somebody and she kept turning and going her, her daughter used to play for Wolves and, and was retired know, last season. Yeah, so I said, oh, it must be, must be Jen's. Yeah, that must be Jen. So, yeah, so, um, yeah. Yeah, my mum um, went with my brother, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, there absolutely. he is. So, yeah. Um, and just sort of sort of going that, you know, we obviously got the playoff final coming up later on. Um, I mean, have you been able to get to any of the, ga- the Wolves games, Wolves women games this season? And, and sort of what do you think of our chances this season or sort of in that playoff game? It's it's awful, isn't it, that you can go and smash a league and you still have to preside over one game to get promoted. Um, and there's obviously talk of more teams going up next year, which is annoying. Um, but I think I've been to kind of a handful. I've played some Sundays, most Sundays, and enjoyed my, my time as well away from the game. Found it, in, in all honesty, found it quite difficult to be able to go and watch because... Uh, if it wasn't for the sake of my, my knees and stuff, I think mentally kind of I'd want, want to have carried on as much as possible, similar to, to Perk. So it was, it's kind of, yeah, it was a bit frustrating for me when, when I did finish, but I felt, so I found it kind of hard to, to suck it up and go, even if I did support the girls. But I've been a, a handful of times um, and the the quality and the standards just just amazing. The girls that have come, come and fitted in, you know, they've really enhanced the team and, and what they offer. Um it, it, I watched a, a few quite quite difficult games as well, and you know, especially having it on um, being recorded sometimes as well. The the standards just gone great. I mean, I haven't watched Southampton. Is it Southampton? It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen them. I haven't seen any of their games, so I can't kind of say how they they judge against them. Um, but yeah, for, I'm definitely going to the to the playoff though. So. Oh, so, so we're going to put. So if I was to push you for a score prediction, would what, what's it's going to be? Come on, Jen, you've got to put your. Oh, what's for stake if I get this bang on? What's the stake? Oh, well, pride, pride. Signed Simon <laughs> King photo. Oh, there you what, <laughs> There you go. Oh, I better get it right then. Um, I'm going to go. It's in normal time. Three-one us. There you go. Quite there, that's a big prediction. There we go. Uh, moving on, side. Remember to turn the mute off then. Um, so, if you could play now, if you could play with any current footballer, um, at Wolves or in general, who would it, who would you play with and why? Oh. Um, current footballer. Oh, that's tough. Um, probably someone that could get on the end of a lot of crosses and things. Probably more of a, a maybe a traditional strike, like um, maybe an Ellen White, um, someone that's kind of in and around the box, bit of a po- goal poacher. You know, someone that makes all my balls in actually worth it and finish them, you know. Listen, so don't to... do yourself a disservice. And you know, the very first podcast we did, we were talking about your left boot, and I know that you heard it because I, I heard you made a comment <laughs> to Cy Faulkner about it. The and, and, and Nick and Tom haven't obviously only seen you play as much as I did, but that left peg 
is just honestly the amount of goals that Wolves scored from Jen Hanslow across a corner, headed in by Perksey. Honestly, dozens and dozens and dozens. And how many, and general testify how many times, especially at Hensford, did I say to you, and I was on the line, and, you, and I'd say to you, where you point it, Jen? And you go, right, this one's going bang on the keeper. No problem. Every time. I want to say where you put it now. I even knew which side you wanted me to go before the corner was there. Yeah, and yeah. We used to have loads of little chats down in the corner, and I'd be like, great delivery. Obviously, being as impartial as possible. Yeah, of course. Good no, memories. Yeah, my biggest fans for my corners. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyone that can kind of get on the ends of set pieces and crosses and finish it yeah. off. I mean, like you say, it was went went through a phase of me just picking Perksy out for the headers. So. Tom? Yeah, um, you know, coming full circle now, obviously, you know, there's several ex-Wolves players at Kiddie, and obviously um, Beck Thomas's jaw signed as well. What's it like playing for them? Oh, Kiddie's a great setup. It's a lovely club. Um, you know, got quite a mix of older players, like you say, that have, have played uh, a higher level, uh, kind of at the ends of their careers, but also um, some young girls that are really wanting to learn and try. Um, and a, a great setup with Mark. Uh, Malcolm Carl, the, the, the was physio at Wolves, um, and he's you know trying to find and found some really good um, coaches and um, managers, and the, um, at the moment you know we're we're, we're doing quite well with mid table. You know it's kind of a rebuild season. We've gone up, so did Stourbridge, but Stourbridge had you know they were a lot more established and um, they were going to do well anyway. So. Um, We've we've been really hit and miss in terms of who's been playing and and uh, and in what position. So that kind of consistency hasn't massively been there. But the effort, the work rate, um, the commitment of the girls, you know, and that they're all lovely bunch. So yeah, like you say, Fries is still playing. Um, I think she's probably played more games than I have. <laughs> and obviously, do, do you hope for a Wolves versus Kitty FA Cup game in the near future? No, I hate it. Absolutely hate it. <laughs> I loved it as a Wolves player, especially in the County Cup. Um, I dread it. I dread it now. I'll definitely be watching for those ones. I sign myself out of them ones. <laughs> Go on, side. Yeah, I mean, would you be, obviously, Sturt Kiddy, would you be interested in going into to coaching there? Who's the manager there now? Um, Taylor, his surname is. I'm trying to call him Tails. <laughs> That's really oh, bad, right. isn't it? Because I, I thought it was, I know James was there because I ref James Astle on Sunday. He lasted 20 minutes before his hamstrings went. If you see him, give him a 20 minutes. Ago, I did a charity game at Heath Days. I did it Sunday afternoon and his hammy went. But, but yeah, my actual question is, would you would you be interested in going into to coaching? Um, it's something that obviously naturally comes for a lot of people when they sort of finish playing. Um, I've always found that teaching in the day, spending all my day teaching, that um, it hasn't really had that pull for me um in terms of coaching especially the younger ones um possibly having some time away from the game then maybe i kind of miss that football aspect and um let's say my steps on seven um and ben coaches their team um at Womburn. um and i do kind of enjoy going to watch that so i think i'm kind of getting drawn more back into it uh, possibly will coach girls maybe at some point but uh no not at the moment i'm just enjoying uh quiet time I think having my weekends. Before we sort of wrap up, Fry's um, mentioned that we shouldn't shouldn't ask you about getting left behind at a service station or something like that. Um, the go-to story. Oh, do you want to just 
tell us that story? Oh, gosh. We were away to Newcastle um, on a coach. Um, and we'd stopped. I can't even remember where. At the services. Um, and I just, we'd, you know, do nothing. Uh, everyone was kind of heading back to the coach. I didn't realise I was last. I was talking to Matt Sacco, which uh, did all the kind of media and stuff at the time. Um, so I probably knows him. And I know he's we a, just, name, like a name from the past, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he, um, we were just walking back to the bus and uh, chatting away. Anyway, as I came around the corner of the, the services, I looked up to the slip road of the, the services just to see our coach disappearing off. Um, and, yeah, so I was like, with a few expletives, obviously, that's our, our bus, trying to ferret for my phone as quick as possible. Um, panicking, kind of, somewhat. Um, and it turns out it was Claire Hateman's fault because she basically, when they said, is everyone on the bus, she says yes, and off they went. Um, so yeah, they had to double back on themselves a few junctions up, I think, and we had to to get back on the bus. But yeah. I haven't, haven't heard it down yet. Oh, it's fine. We'll play, blame Claire for it later. That's fine. It's definitely but, Claire. She said yes to everyone being there. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, we, we've sort of come to, come to the end of this uh, pod, and f- so thank you very much for giving up your time, Jen. We really appreciate it. I mean, obviously, before we sort of wrap up, is there anything we we've missed that you we, you ought to share with us well uh i don't think so it's been nice to talk kind of um about the roots of of what women's football was like kind of 20 plus years ago um yeah and then kind of dip into the, the highlights of my career really it's been nice thanks guys uh, much appreciated jane much appreciated and thank you very much for all your time playing for for walls women uh tom site anything from yourselves no, just thank you again. Obviously, thanks for coming on and, and discussing it with you. We've had loads and loads of memories and loads of chats and stuff. I've probably reft you probably more than any of the, the the team that it is. And as they know, it's nice because as they go higher, I won't have that connection with them anymore. They'll be sort of above my level, so I won't be able to to have these with with the, the current crop as such. Uh, yeah. So it's nice. Um, you know, it's nice memories for for me and going back because I've probably your career really started when I started being involved with them. So. Mm. Um, so it's been nice just talking about it. I don't know if purely say, I mean, the podcast about you, but it's been nice for me as well. That's why it's got to be good for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's it. Thank you for coming on and speaking to us. No worries. Well, thank you very much, and we'll catch you all next time around. <laughs>